Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I, I was just looking at the scriptures of not too long ago, and I came to a place where some people opened their mouth and said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? They said, Can God still meet our needs? Can God still show His mighty hand? That's our response to that this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, He can do exceedingly. He can surpass every boundary. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It, but he said like this. He said, if you believe that God is God, then it is of necessity to believe that he has to be supernatural. Because if he is not supernatural, he cannot be God. Did you hear me something? If you believe God is God, then he has to be a supernatural God. Because there's no way that sun is going to hang in the air. There's no way the moon is going to hang in the sky. There's no way the stars are going to hang in the universe unless there is something bigger than what man can say. Somebody shout Amen. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand with me tonight. This is the way I want to open up with him tonight. Track number six. Go ahead and play that track. He says, For the Lord God Almighty, He reigns. He's still reigning. Go ahead, track number six. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He's still in charge. Tonight, well, this is the official opening 
of this conference, but we've been at it all morning. We could not wait. So if you're just joining us, welcome. You know, get the tapes. We had some awesome times this morning. Great words coming out. Because all we need is just a word from God. Hallelujah. He already knows the way out. I said he already knows what the answer is. He already knows which way you need to take. Amen, somebody. And so we just made ourselves available to sit under that word. And sit under the anointing. And see what God will do as our faith connects to him. And we're so glad to have you tonight. It's our first night. Praise God. And we're just looking forward to, to the days ahead. And very quickly, all our guests are in town tonight. And uh, we just want to introduce them before we start doing anything else. And we want you to welcome them. They've traveled far and near just to be here and to be a part of this campaign. And also remember, ours is a unique camp meeting because we're taking off in Lagos tonight. Tomorrow night, Portacot and Calabar will be taken off simultaneously. Then Friday night, Abuja is taken off and Ibadan is taken off. That's last week. We were in London for camp meeting. I'm telling you, this word is going to do some awesome stuff. Amen, somebody. And it's the beauty of just being able to minister to so many different groups of people within a short time with the message of the Lord. And we're believing God. The same anointing we're experiencing here in Lagos is going to go to Port Harcourt. It's going to go to Calabar. It's going to go to Ibadan and it's going to Abuja. Can somebody say amen? We're going to get out to you tonight. Psalm 78 and also 1 Kings and chapter 18. Let me look at two scriptures tonight. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to start first of all with Psalm 78. Glory be to God. Verses 41 and 42. Psalm 78. I'm going to read several translations of the Bible to you tonight. So just hang in there with me. Doing some research. Mm -mm -mm. Psalm 78 verses 41 and 42. Yea, they turned back. Yea, they turned back. And tempted God. And limited the Holy One of Israel. Yea, they turned back and tempted God. One translation actually, a New Living translation actually says, they frustrated God. Wow, that was new to me. Somebody says, are you saying you can frustrate God? Oh yes. Paul talks about not frustrating the grace of God. But notice there, yeah, they turned back. They, the people, and they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Verse 42. They remembered not his hand. Now the day when he delivered them from the enemy. They remembered not his hand. Now the day when he delivered them from the enemy. 1 Kings chapter 18. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I will read from verse 41 to 46. 1 Kings chapter 18. From verse 40, uh, 41 to 46. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Can somebody say amen? amen. This week we're going to hear a sound. 
This week you are going to hear a sound that's going to signal the beginning, like Bishop said last night, a new season into your life. Get thee up, eat and drink. After three and a half years of famine, because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please note this tonight. In the realm of faith, what you hear precedes what you see. In the realm of faith, you will first of all need to hear before you see. So sound becomes important in the realm of the spirit than sight. Make a note of that. Very, very important. In the realm of faith, what you hear precedes what you see. Many people have got it backward today. They want to see this. I want to feel this. I want that to happen. And they never spend the quality time required to hear. To hear. And so nothing ever happens. But this week, something is going to turn around in your life. In the name of Jesus. After three and a half years of famine, Elijah gets up and sends his word to the king. He said, get up. Eat and drink. And I'm sure Ahab must have said, eat and drink for what? We've been going through lack. We've been going through famine. We've been going through all kinds of situations for three and a half years. It's not looking good, man of God. It's looking terrible. The, the predictions are not good. But hear what the word of the Lord says. Get thee up. Eat. Drink. Wash your face. Take off your sackcloth. Because I hear Jesus. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. I hear. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, about midday today, you will notice there was a little sprinkling of rain outside. Those of you that went outside. I didn't know it was raining. Until I heard boom, 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 boom. When you heard that thunder, when I didn't hear no thunder, I was busy doing something else. But when I heard, when I heard that thunder, I looked up immediately. Hear me somebody? Lift up your head and look up. Because something is about to happen in the next few days. Something is about to take place in the next few days. Destiny is about to be turned around. Destiny is about to be changed in the next few days in this conference. Hey, get up, eat and drink because I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Notice the word, abundance. Notice our theme, no limits. Oh, Jesus. Somebody lift up their hand and say, I receive it. So the prophet of God tells this man, you better get up. You better stop mourning. You better stop feeling sorry for yourself. You better stop being cast down. You better stop crying. I've got an announcement to make to somebody in this room tonight. God is about to wipe away your sorrow. God is about to lift you up from that bed of affliction. Get me up! Get me up! Because I hear. I didn't say I saw it. But according to the law of the Spirit, I hear. Every speaker is going to tell you the same thing this week. There's something that's rumbling in the realm of the Spirit. And it's on your behalf. 
lift up that hand and tell him thank you tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ahab. Ahab, stop being sorrowful. Ahab, stop wondering when is it going to happen. Ahab, stop thinking will it ever happen for me. There may be a couple of Ahabs in this room tonight. But God is bringing a word to you. Start it in the morning. We're just going to add to that. Ahab. A Mrs. Ahab. Amen, somebody. It's either you're Ahab or Mrs. Ahab. Get me up. Let me stop doing business as usual. Get me up. Let me stop looking as you used to look. Get me up. Because after these five days, something is going to turn around. Whether the devil likes it or not, get me up. Because I hear. Oh, Jesus. You know, many times people ask preachers. They say, how can you be so sure? What is your guarantee, man of God? How can you tell me I'm going to have a breakthrough? How can you tell me God's going to give me the... What's your guarantee, man of God? Listen to me, I don't have no guarantee. But the Holy Ghost has a guarantee. And He will say it. He will speak it. He will declare it. And the Bible says as many as can believe it. I don't know about you. I came to Camp Mid in 2005. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Everything God will speak. I'm going to believe it. Get me up. Eat. Because the man was not eating. He was sad. He was sorry. But there was no food to eat. But the man of God says, get me up. Eat. Be merry. Why? Because I hear. I hear. Not with these outer ears. No, no, no. Not with these earlobes. Jesus said, let him that had ears hear. What the spirit. Ah, there's a spirit at work here tonight. There's an anointing at work here tonight. And I want you to know he's speaking. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. There's an abundance coming upon somebody. In the name of Jesus, there is an abundance all through this week. That's going to be released by the Holy Ghost. That's going to come. That's the sound we're hearing. No more limits. Somebody shout, no more limits. Somebody shout it again, no more limits in my life. Somebody shout, no more limits in my family. Somebody shout, no more limits in my home. No more limits in my business. No more limits in my church. No more limits in everything that concerns me. Shout no more limits. Somebody says, why are you saying that man of God? Don't you understand? Jesus gave us a principle in Matthew's gospel. He said, whatever you receive on earth is what is released to you. And whatever you reject on earth, heaven rejects it. Can somebody shout again, no more limits! One thing is clear, my ladies and gentlemen. Thank God Paul said it right. He said the times of ignorance God has winked at. And I don't, I don't know about you. 19 years of my life. I went to the Anglican church. You know, going there full of religion. Didn't know nothing. 
Thank God I didn't die there because if I died, I'd have gone straight to hell. But one day I met Jesus. Ah, the Prince of Peace. The author of life. And when he came into my life, he opened something on the inside. And I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I began to see things from the Word of God. I want you to know my life has never been the same again. Come on, is that your testimony here tonight? And all of a sudden, I look back on 19 years of ignorance. And I look back today and I say, thank God. The people that dwelt in darkness, <laughs> like me, I have seen a great light. I have seen the light of God. And I will never be the same again. I have a totally different viewpoint of God. Now hear me. In the next five days, when this man and women minister to you, they're going to give you a totally different viewpoint of God. Because one of the greatest causes of limitation, ladies and gentlemen, is ignorance. People are limited because they're ignorant. Hear me somebody, God does not have limitation in his vocabulary. God never thinks limitation. Limitation never occurs around him. I'm going to read some scriptures to you. When God does anything, he does it lavishly. That's why God is going to bless somebody here. My God, never again in my life will I ever think limitation. Never again in my life will I ever go to sleep wondering if God can do it. Never again in my life will I ever sit down and say, can I ever make it? I serve the God who does not even consider those kind of things. Can somebody lift up that hand and tell him thank you today? Tell him thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing for me. Somebody shout amen tonight. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let's walk with this. Let's walk with this. My God. But I tell you, my life has never been the same again. And I am glad it's even getting worse. Whoa, Jesus. <laughs> I said to some people the other time, I said, I said, you know, I am an addict. I take regular shots. But honey, whatever I'm addicted to seems to be improving my life. It's not ruining my life. It's making it better and better. I am a word addict. And I'm getting worse all the time. But when I seem to be getting worse, according to man, my life is getting better. Oh, Jesus. Getting better, getting more prosperous. Oh, hallelujah. I hear the sound. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Of abundance of rain. Can somebody say amen? Let me finish this scripture. Uh, first Kings. Come on. So Ahab, verse 42, went up to eat and to drink. That means he believed the word of the man of God. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. In other words, this man of God went up to the top of this mountain. And he literally took a Jewish position of intercession. He put his head in between his knees. And he begins to pray. He begins to pray. That is the Jewish traditional position of prayer. Especially serious prayer. They don't want to see you. They don't want to see no mosquito. <laughs> they don't even want to see a fly. 
All they want to see is God. God. And Elisha took that posture. And he began to pray. And he calls his servant. Go up now. Look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. He said, there is nothing. And the man of God went back on his knees. Went back on his knees. Got up again and said, servant, go and look again. And the man came back again and said, there is still nothing. He got right back on his knees. Put, tucked his head between his knees. And begins to pray and cry out to God. Got up a third time. He said, servant, go and look. What do you see? He came back the third time and said, nothing. Nothing. But what makes a man declare? Before he ever sees nothing. I mean something. That he heard something. And because of what he heard. From the realm of the spirit. He can walk up to a king and say king get up. Start to eat. Change your clothes. Go to the bathroom and wash away your tears. Take off your bandages. Take it off. I hear something. I don't see it, but I hear something. Is somebody hear what I'm saying here this month? I believe this next five days, God is going to increase your faith in a dimension like you've never known before. He went back on his knees, tucked his head between his knees, and continues to pray. Continues to pray. Gets up again and says, Servant, go and see. And my Bible tells me six times. That boy went to that place and looked and said, There's still nothing. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. Maybe you're here tonight. You said, Well, I was here at camp meeting last year, 2004. And after all the word and all the rejoicing, nothing really happened. So I just came this year just to see. Honey, you are going to see. <laughs> but God will not violate his principle for you. Before you see, you've got to hear. Did you hear what I'm saying? So if you're here tonight hearing, you're in the process of a miracle already. Something is cooking in the realm of the spirit ready for you. The seventh time, he said, go and see. And that servant ran and he looked. And my Bible tells me in verse 44, and it came to pass at the seventh time. Isn't it amazing? Seven is the number of completion. The seventh time that this servant went to look, my Bible tells me here, Behold, that he said, There ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare your chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear to you to hear tonight. Three and a half years the heavens have been dry. Three and a half years nothing could grow out of the ground. Three and a half years there was such a famine in that land that everybody gave up. Three and a half years not a drop came from heaven. Not one drop. You could not go out and look up and get joy. You got sad. Three and a half years, everything looked so dejectable. Three and a half years, nothing to testify about. But hear me somebody. I hear the sound on your behalf tonight. I hear something in the realm of the spirit. Ah, 
Ayaboshata. Like we're hearing tonight. So many years have passed, yes. So many discouragements have passed you, yes. So many disappointments have passed you, yes. But something is about to change. Because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Oh, Jesus. Now listen to me. When Elijah told his servant, go and tell Ahab, don't tell him to get on just any horse. Ahab, get on your best horse. In other words, the horse that can run the fastest. Because something is coming. Something is coming. I said something is coming. You've never seen this kind before. It's not only going to come. If you're not running, it's going to overtake you. Jesus. Get on your best horse. And start moving. I'm speaking to somebody here tonight. Don't waste any more moment. Get yourself cleaned up. Get on your best horse and start to move. Because something is coming. And if you don't move fast enough, this rain is going to come upon you. And it's going to overtake you and leave you behind. And they have begun to go. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus. Verse 25. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And it came to pass. Somebody underlined that in your Bible. That in the meanwhile, that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. Look at something here. When this passage began, there was Famine. Three and a half years of nothing. When the man of God came and said, I hear something. I hear something. Start to prepare yourself. There was still nothing. When he got on his knees and began to pray, there was still nothing. But he said, I have heard something. I have heard a sound. I may not be able to explain it, but there's something exciting me on the inside. I tell you, everybody that has seen me since last week, here, back in London last week, they said, what do you think? What do you think will happen? I can't explain it to you, but there's something moving on the inside. Something exciting. I don't know how to describe it to you, but I have heard a sound. Jesus. I have heard a sound. And I want you to know in the name of Jesus, there's going to come some great movements. Movements spiritually. Movements financially. Movements emotionally. Movements over your business, movements in your family. There's going to come some great movements that's going to begin to happen for you in the name of Jesus. Can't explain it to you, but something on this inside. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about you. You know, I get to some points in my life when it is difficult to be sad. Everything wants you to be sad. Things happen the way you don't want them to happen. They want you to frown. And honey, I'm at a point right now where there's nothing that can make me sad. Because once you've heard the sound of God, the sound of God, 
you know something is coming. Your sky may be blank right now, but something is coming. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? You may have been expecting a letter, but it don't seem to show up, but something is coming. Somebody may not have walked up to you to tell you the good news you expected. But there's a sound that has been loosed in the heavens. Something is coming. Turn around, turn to three or three people and tell them something is coming. Come on, come on, come on. Tell somebody. Spread the news all over the place. Something is coming. Something is coming. Something. Open your mouth and prophesy to five people. Something is coming. I don't know how to explain it to you, but something is coming. I don't know how to tell you, but something is coming. Somebody give him a wave offering tonight. Oh, I tell you, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Shout it again, something is coming! Now let's say like this. Because you got to some points in the spirit. You just got to be you. I can't be everybody else. Somebody shout, something is coming for me! Say it again, something is about to happen to me! There was nothing. There was blankness. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, somebody better catch that. All of a sudden. Somebody better lambano that. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Somebody better take that. All of a sudden. Oh, Jesus, all of a sudden. Ah, there was nothing but all of a sudden. The sky was blank, but all of a sudden. Nothing to show for it, but all of a sudden. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. All of a sudden. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, I'm speaking to somebody up there. All of a sudden, something is about to to, to come down. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All you got to do is agree with God. I don't see it. I don't feel it. It don't look like it. It don't look like it will ever happen, but all of a sudden, because of the word of the Lord. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Even heaven is at attention right now. All of a sudden. Jesus. Jesus. Lift up that hand. Begin to thank him right now. Oh, Jesus, I give you praise. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Thank you for the suddenness of God. Thank you for the suddenness of God. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the suddenness of God. Thank you for the sudden. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the suddenness of God. Lift up that hand and tell him thank you, somebody. Shout amen, somebody. Sit down, sit down. Let, let me turn. Let me turn. Push this to a point. All of a sudden, that's the meaning of it, came to pass. Never thought it could come to pass. Never thought it would ever come to pass. But when God has spoken in the realm of the Spirit, nothing can stop this one. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I come to let somebody know tonight your reign is on the way. The reign of God. That's going to bring what you've been expecting. It's on the way. The sky may be blank right now, but it's still coming. Somebody shout, it's still coming. Watch this, watch this. 
Verse 25, And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds. Yet in verse 41 and 42 there was nothing. There was nothing. Nothing to rejoice about. I don't know why I'm dwelling on this. Maybe it's for somebody here. Nothing to talk about. Everybody's having a party except you. Everybody's having thank you cards and congratulations cards except you. But I hear a sound tonight. I, tell, I can get away from that. I hear a sound tonight of an abundance of rain. The heavens become black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab, receiving the word of the prophet, rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46. That's why I'm going to stop here tonight. Pick it up later in the week. Verse 46. And the hand of the Lord. Not the hand of man. Not the hand that had failed. Not the hand of disappointment. Not the hand that could not perform. Not the hand that had become stagnant. But the hand of the Lord all of a sudden came upon Elijah. And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. And he girded up his loins. Ahab was riding the best horse in town. But when this man felt that anointing, because my friend, anointings bring movements. There's an anointing about to come upon you that's going to cause a movement. He gathered up his loins. He said, something is moving here. And the Bible says he took off running. And this man, this man, he outran the king's horse. Oh, Jesus. You know, I was reading the translation here. And the Bible says, And he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. One translation also says, He ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. And one particular translation says, He ran ahead of Ahab 41 miles. Somebody here, get ready for an anointing to overtake. He ran ahead of the best horse in town. Because the hand of the Lord was upon him. And for 41 miles, it was not him running after a horse. The horse was running after him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You are going to overtake. You are going to overtake. You are going to overtake. In the name of Jesus, because of the hand of the Lord, that will begin to manifest. Can somebody say amen? As I get ready to close tonight, keep your hand there and go back to Psalm 78. Let me just borrow your Bible, Pastor Sam. I want you to see something that the Holy Ghost made clear to me. It shocked me, but it changed my life. Notice again, First uh, Kings 8, 18 and 46. Because a man believed a sound. He didn't see nothing. He didn't feel nothing. But he believed in the sound. Oh, Jesus. I challenge you tonight. What has God spoken to you? 
Not today, necessarily, but over the years. Like Paul said to the Galatians, you did run well. Who has hindered you? Oh, I know some people say, oh, pastor, this happened. Pastor, that problem came. Pastor, this situation came. That's why I let go of it. That's why I refused to run. I rebuke you like Paul tonight. You did run well. But what has hindered you now? I believe many people, God brought you to this camp meeting. Because God wants to readjust your faith. God wants to put some things back into place. So you're going to hear some words. They may not be sweet, but they will put you back on track. Because God knows you started well. But yes, some things happened. Some things took place. But hey, that's a new sound that God is speaking right now. And the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. Underline that in your Bibles, please. What is the hand of the Lord? The New International Version says it clearly. The hand of the Lord is the power of God. The hand of the Lord is the ability of God. The hand of the Lord is the mighty grace of God. The hand of the Lord is the anointing of God that has no competitor. Somebody here is about to experience the hand of the Lord. Notice, ladies and gentlemen, Elijah had no friend. But he had the hand of the Lord. Elijah did not have all the money in the world. But he had the hand of the Lord. I think it is time in the church of God. That we stop looking for peripheral support. It's time in the church of God. That we stop trying to please everybody. So that they can give us a hand. Because my friend, I see a man in the scripture. When everybody else left, when there was nobody else, when nobody believed anything could change. But a man tucked his head in between his leg and he said, God, I know I can't do it. God, I know I don't have the money to buy it. God, I know I don't have that many friends. But God, put your hand upon me. Because when the hand of the Lord comes upon me, I will begin to do things that I have never done before. I will begin to move like I have never done before. I will begin to manifest like I have never put your hand upon me. You see, that was part of his prayer. When he tucked his head in between his leg, Elijah knew unless God showed up, then the devil is going to make me a liar. Unless God showed up, somebody's going to say, this man is a false prophet. But hear me in this house tonight. I hear God say that somebody here, all you've been believing for, all you've been talking about, all you've been encouraging others about, God is about to confirm it in your life. God is about to prove to people that you are not lying. You are not faking it. It's about to happen in your life. Somebody shout the hand of God. Somebody shout the hand of God. Somebody say, God, put your hand upon me. God, put your hand upon me. The devil has sold us a cheap compromise in the body of Christ. We can rely upon everything else except the hand of God. Listen to this. Psalm 78. Why was it that the children of Israel 
Why did they have to die in that wilderness? Why did they not see the manifestation of God? Psalm 78 verses 41 and 42 again. Yeah, they turned back. That's the first reason. They stopped doing what they should have been doing. They used to believe. You know when I meet people outside and say, ah, hello Pastor Jada. I say, how are you? How's the work of the Lord? I say, great. I say, you know, I used to come to the church. I used to. And I looked at them straight. You used to. What are you doing now? Uh, I used to be there. I used to. Oh, shut up. It's called turning back. I wonder who here tonight has turned back. You used to do this. You used to do that. I, yes, I used to do it, Pastor, but, but some things happened. You know, you're the one Bible's talking about. You turned back. And anybody that turns back is not worthy of the power of God. But God's going to change your path forward this time. Notice, they turned back. And they tempted. One time someone says they frustrated. I wonder when I first read that, I said, God, how many of your children are frustrating you right now? I had to search my own life. I said, God, I hope I'm not frustrating you in any way. Because it's in the Bible. That God's children frustrated him. They turned back. They stopped doing what God started them off to do. Listen to me somebody here tonight. Who does not have an excuse? Some people are not here tonight. They say, well, you know, pastor, we're in the traffic. And when I looked at the time, I thought, I might as well go home. Excuses. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling a little temperature. So I thought, I'd go lie down and let the devil kill you at home. Excuses. A man of God was preaching and said, where is the fire again? Why is it so easy today for Christians to have excuses even concerning what comes about God? We don't want to hear the word of God anymore. If this was a music... Now watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Watch this. That's where I'm going today. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we see a man that hungered, that desired... To have the hand of But not his hand. That means they couldn't care less about the hand of God. You want to prosper and you don't want the hand of God? You want to accelerate your life and you don't want the hand of God? Forget it. And I believe God is bringing the church today to this point. What do you really want? What do you really want? Come in and play church? Are you going to be like that man Elijah and get on your knees and say, God, your hand, God, your hand must rest upon you. I can't do it without your hand. I can't move without your hand. I can't breathe without your hand. God, your hand. Rest upon my life. What do you really want, child of God? One thing is clear. If the hand of God is not upon you, you will not make it. The devil will come and camp in your backyard with the biggest limitation you've ever seen in your life. But when the hand of God is upon you, Nothing can stand you up. Nothing can hinder your movement. Somebody shout the hand of God. Somebody shout I want the hand of God. Somebody shout I want the hand of God. Stand to your feet tonight. Come on, come on, come on. Stand to your feet tonight. Lift up those two hands very quickly. I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to pick this up during the week. But I want you to see something very powerful here. 
For this man of God, what made the difference was the hand of God. And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. I ask you again this evening, what do you really want? Business as usual? Same old thing to continue the same old way? Wake up and sleep and that's all there is? But I don't know about you, like we heard Bishop tell us last night. The church has come into a new season. And that season can only work where the supernatural hand of God is upon his people. Without the hand of God, we don't stand a chance. But as many as are hungry, as many as are saying, God, your hand must be upon me. God, your hand must be upon me. I can't do it by myself. Saturate me with your presence. I gotta have more, God. Because I've made up my mind, I wanna go places. I've made up my mind, I wanna do more. I've made up my mind, I wanna prosper more. I've made up my mind, I wanna do great things for God. I've got to have more. Lift up that hand with us today. Saturate me in your anointing. That's the hand of God. Tell him tonight. Saturate me in your presence. I gotta have more. I gotta have more. Your anointing. Tell him somebody. Lift up that hand to heaven. If this is the only prayer we pray tonight, saturate me in your anointing. God, I want the hand of God upon my life. Saturate me. Tell him, somebody, I've got to have more in my life. One more time, lift up that hand. Let's tell him tonight. Saturate me. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Saturate me. few minutes open your mouth and talk to the Lord open your mouth everybody talk to him talk to him talk to him something's got to change this is 2005 something's got to change and God is showing us how it will change the hand of the Lord the hand of the Lord open your mouth and talk to him right now after this camp meeting, nothing must remain the same. Nothing must remain the same in your life. After this camp meeting, open your mouth, talk to him. What do you really want? Talk to him, talk to him. Just a few minutes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you're hungry for. Tell him, tell him, tell him what you want. Something's got to change. 
Something's got to change, my brother, my sister. Gotta have more. Gotta have more, God. Oh, hallelujah. I gotta have more. 